Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. Weather is punishment. Honestly, I've seen a few memes flying about saying that because Boris Johnson is now Prime Minister and the UK has experienced 37 degree weather, like we've literally opened up the gates of hell. Yeah, it was flying ant day as well yesterday. Oh, fucking hell. Don't talk to me about flying ants. Holy shit. Right. They come out on a specific day, one day a year, isn't it? That's it. It's one day a year. And it's different days in different locations across England. So when when it's flying ant day in London, mate, when it's flying ant day in London, you are fucked, mate. Like if, if the flying ants don't get you, the pollution will, or the moped muggers will. Well, I sleep under like a skylight window, right? And I opened it, and I was just like, "What? What are all these things buzzing on the top of the window?" <laughs> and it's just flying ants. I was like, "No." <laughs> Just screaming, none of it. I don't want none of it. But Brad, I'll tell you one insect I do want some of. Would it would, would it be a man spider? Yeah, a man spider, Spider Man, the amazing Spider Man. Of course, this is swinging through Spider Man. You're listening to not the amazing Ant Man, not the amazing flying Ant Man, or whatever the shit he's called. But no, I'm James. That's Brad. Each week we read through an amazing Spider Man comic for the very first time. Brad, we're at issue sixty six, and how have you been finding it so far? I have been finding this utter whirlwind absolutely incredible. Within my time off from the podcast, I've actually been thinking about how good, how fucking good of a character Spider-Man is. Like when you really fit, when you peel back the layers and how like you get his love life, you get the fact that he's vulnerable. He's not like Iron Man where he's just like, fuck you, I'm Iron Man. I've got like a hundred million pounds worth of defense. Come get me, bro. Like, Spider-Man has always been a hero at the times. He's always been, like, it doesn't matter how you write him. He's sort of like, it's a symbol more than a guy nowadays. Like, I watched Spider-Verse the other day again. And I just love the fact that if you take the little elements of what makes Spider-Man and just rejig them, you can constantly reinvent him. And it's so fucking awesome. Like, honestly, I can't believe I've not picked up Spider-Man comics before this podcast. But I'm just going to, I've got to gush a little because I had that thought whilst I was in the shower. I hope everyone is reading along. You can do so. These are available. Marvel Unlimited is, is out there. The resolution's pretty low, low quality, but I can get, I can get down with that because of the pure access and ease it gives to me. And this isn't an advert because we don't get any money from anyone. And Brad, a quick tangent here. I read something really funny and it reminded me of uh, this podcast. It was about these two, these two women. They were like journalists, right? Yeah. And the cops aren't coming from. I've just got every window open. This I, I'm going to apologise right now. Background noise is going to be a problem. I've got every window and every fan open and on, right? Because I'm done. I'm, I think I'm having a stroke right now. Right for our American listeners, that that would be just be like the turn on the aircon. Like you don't understand what British weather is like. Like an aircon unit would only be used for a week every year. It's it's not viable. Like literally, it's a stretch for a household to have a fan. 
Yeah, I mean, aircon as well in the UK. You're talking thirty thousand fucking pounds. Oh yeah, to put that a... in your house. <laughs> it's not. It's not a foregone conclusion. It's hot. It's hot as shit out here. <laughs> um, but these two women, anyway, they they wanted to make a podcast. They wanted to call it. They called it, you know, spontaneously and creatively. The advice podcast because it was about advice, and they went out and recorded it on an iPhone five in an office. And I, I think me and you are slightly above that level. No offense. And uh, they thought if we make six episodes, we'll get loads of money. And funnily enough, they uh, they didn't get any money. Oh, that fucking happens. That happens in my job all the fucking time, man. Like people think that like you build it and they will come. It's like no, no, no. You got to point people to it. Yeah, but I mean, we aren't the biggest podcast going, so we're gonna stand right here and thank you all for listening to this. This crazy journey that we, me and my my friend over here are going on. Anyway, we're at Amazing Spider-Man 66. Brad, it's relevant. It's the madness of Mysterio. Myster- you can brief us on Mysterio, mate. Oh, yeah, of course. Mysterio is um, is uh, Quint- Quentin, Ble- uh, Quentin Beck. He is a, uh, he's a special effects guru at, uh, in Hollywood. Um, he thought he would give uh, Spider-Man a bit of run of his money, so, uh, so the hero prowess, and was like, I want to get in on that. Um, turns out it's nothing but fakery and illusions as his uh, special effects guru and all that. Um, he got foiled Spider-Man last time. So, uh, essentially we've got a man who's got an ego complex, who's constantly faking it like every Instagram model. Amazing Spider-Man 66 by Stanley, John Romita. It's got Dazzling Don Heck and Slick Mick DeMayo. And that is a hell of a name, uh, on art lettered by, Artie Simek and a Brad, there's a new guy. I don't know. They haven't really credited him, credited him that well, so I don't know if he exists. Um, with special effects by Fearless Forbush. And, Speci- uh, special effects? What, what fucking special effects could that? It's just drawing. Was this like a, a special episode, like an, a special issue that had like 3D panels and shit? I don't even think they knew what 1D was in 1968. This, this, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, Filter, drop down, render, drop down, photo, <laughs> um, lens flare. That's special effects. <laughs> That's my my calling card. <laughs> you know when I've been editing the photo when there's a lens flare? Mate, the amount of times that I'm on stock websites and I'm just like, this this stock would be perfectly good if it weren't for the fucking lens flare. Well, there's a lot of lens flare coming off Mysterio's fishbowl helmet as we enter issue 66. Brad, we're going to jump right into it because it's pointless recapping because this thing goes. It goes. It goes. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on here. It is is a fucking, it's a timely issue considering that Far From Home came out not too long ago. Bang on. You know. Bang on. This is is perfect. I do, I do. do love Mysterio's look. He's one of the, uh, one of of my favourite looking villains. Yeah, like all that green, that green bodysuit, the white, the the purple cape, and the dome over. It's very, very mythical. Um, of course, this is without realizing how much of a fucking dumb nerd he is. <laughs> Super On, nerd, man. In the comics, he's not Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he's definitely at least he, not. you know he doesn't have a square jawline to fall back on. If anything, he looks a bit like Leonard Nimoy. I was about to say he looks exactly like Spock. <laughs> Glad that we're on the same page here. We're always on the same page, Brad. We're always on the same page. Issue 66 of The Amazing Spider-Man starts with Mysterio giving a big speech over a tiny amusement park. It's literally like a replica amusement park in his uh, in his hideout. 
he is the kind of fucking geezer that would have like a toy theme park with toy trains going around it and just so he can lord it over his little fucking plastic people. It's like Bobby Bacala from um, The Sopranos and his, his wife comes down and slaps him because he's always spending time fucking around with trains. <laughs> little trains. <laughs> he's, he's standing like arms crossed over this amusement park, proud of his work. But of course, he, there's a big deal on. He, you know, he's joking and laughing about this amusement park. He's saying, I designed this up because I'm the greatest special effects man. Well, I'm the greatest special effects man Hollywood has ever seen. <laughs> oh, spider on the phone, Dad. Uh, it's basically a trap. Oh! <laughs> He's fucking around. There's smoke. It's all a fucking ploy. But what he needs to do is lure Spider-Man in. And he's got this weird-looking laser. And I know it's dangerous, Brad, because it's got a crosshair target on it. Do you reckon, do you reckon he's got um, he's got his smoke machines like, hooked up to his Google Home? So he can be like, just before he walks into a room, he can get the smoke machines to go off. It's just, just, his, brother, an entrance. <laughs> just his brother vaping. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in and he's just like oh John is that uh, cookies and cream I smell <coughs> no bro it's uh, sweet swept lemonade <laughs> he's got another he's got another brother named uh, named Coyle <laughs> yeah just, Coyle wearing a monster energy cap is vaping all over his floor <laughs> but Mysterio he he's free Last time we saw him, he was jailed. And thankfully, the comic actually mentioned, yeah, I was jailed. Spider-Man, in one of the amazing Spider-Man annuals, put him and I think it was the wizard. Put wizard. him. Yes. Put him they and his both, down. Both greedy boys. If anything, if I remember correctly, Mysterio was the one out of the two that went, yeah, we should kind of pull the plug on this. Spider-Man and the wizard went, went <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's exactly how it went. And uh, they both ended up in jail. But of course, Mysterio was for some reason allowed access to the prison pharmacy where he gathered chemicals and pills and made himself a smoke bomb, which he dropped. There's a fucking police guy goes to the cell and goes, oh, there's smoke coming out of Quentin Beck's fucking cell. I wonder what this could be. He's gone. Can you can you imagine the uh, the farm the pharmacy when he hands over the uh, when he hands over the the leaflet of ingredients that he needs? It's like, oh, looks like you're trying to make smoke powder. Eh? <laughs> no, ah. it's literally. I got it wrong. He was assigned to work in the fucking pharmacy. Oh, that's even worse, man. Like, like I'm sorry. These guys always seem to be volunteered for the shop in which they would work best in. Like. I'm sorry, send Vulture to pharmacy and Mysterio over to shop. That would be better rather than the other way around where one can make fucking wings and one can make smoke. No, send Mysterio to the gym. That's it. All you're doing is lifting weights and watching other people lift weights in a safe environment. You're not touching any fucking tools or any goddamn chemicals because you're going to make something or you're going to make a fucking smoke bomb. No, if you're going to send anyone to the gym, it's got to be fucking Doc Ock, man. Like... Using those metal arms all day, every day, you know his muscle mass has decreased and it is just pure KFC at this point. I feel sick thinking about him. (laughs) Well, his ripply veining pasty skin as he tries to lift up a dumbbell. Flaccid, like, very gelatinous skin. Uh, see-through translucent mate you know he's a sweater as well <laughs> uh you know you know when he when he <laughs> he's one of them guys at the gym that once he does a set he just flops it down the floor he's like <laughs> uh, okay so i'm going giving... to feel that tomorrow 
there was a guy I thought of Doc Ock at the gym the other day because there was a guy quite literally doing the exact thing you've described, but he was letting the weights bang. Ah. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> each time, bang, bang, you know, ah. each time. I'm sorry about your ears. That was a scream and a few claps, so uh, I do apologise. But yeah, Brad, Mysterio broke out because of Mysterio reasons. I let him work in a fucking shop that he wasn't meant, clearly meant to be working in. That is my uh, new excuse from now on. For mysterious well, he, reasons, it, it was very metal. How he's riding the laundry bus, like, and the smoke plumes are following him. That, is, that is pretty sick. Well, I want to know where this laundry bus is going in such a hurry, man. Tire smoke and everything flying off the back of that. <laughs> it's been driven by Mad Max. <laughs> it's the only explanation. That's hitting the Fury Road. I've got a need for speed. I've also got a need for white cotton sheets. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Just fucking the linens, man. Come with the wind, man. Well, Mysterio's broken out. He's back in his hideout. He's got a big laser and a small amusement park, and he needs to go outside, commit a really colourful, zany crime to lure Spider-Man in and get him fucking slammed in this hideout one-to-one. Let's do it. Where is Spider-Man? Um, okay. So, if you remember, Brad, Spider-Man was fighting the Vulture. It was pretty desperate. He was Peter Parker. Had to change into his Spider-Man uniform. A lot went down. It was confusing. Yeah, and then the building fell on top of him. The fallout of this, Brad, is that Spider-Man is currently rooting through the rubble of that building, looking for the fucking clothes he left behind and the camera he left behind. Ah, uh, you know what? That's smart. I, I quite like the continuity here. But yeah, the continuity is smart. Leaving your most prized possessions in a building that was clearly going to come down and you're not able to buy any more because you have no money. That's a good point. Well, he's in a bit of a, a hurry. Where else would he have put it? Well, I will say one thing, and that is two people were searching through this rubble looking for Peter Parker or anyone alive, and they didn't find this shit. That's a good point. They weren't doing that job. <laughs> Just Gwen Stacy, like, have you seen Peter Parker? He was wearing a yellow jacket. And it's literally a yellow jacket <laughs> under a brick. Just well, right there. Dust. <laughs> no. No, no, ma'am. I have found shit to loot, though. He puts his strapping spiderweb backpack on puts a camera in and he's like, well, I don't need to worry about this shit anymore. I've got my camera, i got my clothes. I don't need to waste any money, but I've got my personal life to worry about. And uh, a little montage as, as he heads back home and rests up finally, it reveals all the shit he's worrying about. Aunt May, who hasn't contacted in days, is worried about him. Well, actually, last time you remember, he did contact her, but when he was under extreme stress, and had to slam the phone down. <laughs> Breaking out of a prison and phoning Iran is one one hell of an understatement for <laughs> for a little bit stressed. Oh, he did phone her during the breakout. Exactly. Which is uh, crazy. He's, of course, worried about Harry Osborne and Harry Osborne's search for his missing dad, Norman Osborne. Pete knows that Norman is the Green Goblin, so he's worried about that shit because he knows Norman is definitely going to be the Green Goblin once again because he's going fucking crazy. There's J. Jonah Jameson and Robbie Robertson and George Stacy were all kind of clued up that they need to speak about Spider-Man in good or bad terms. And there's Gwen Stacy as well. There's a lot to worry about. His girlfriend, well, he's practically girlfriend Gwen Stacy. He's worried about all of this stuff. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm enjoying the foreshadowing of the Goblin. Like, I know, I know that they're teasing it, and I can't wait for that to come into play. He's coming back. Like, oh, there yeah, is absolutely course. no question now exactly. that he's coming back. Well, he gets his stuff. He's fine. Personal life is a bit of a different story. Um, whole lot going on, of course. Wakes up the next morning, a um, bit of sleep, uh, looks himself in the mirror, and he gets dressed. Uh, you know, 
uh, I'm recuperating from a fight. I'm f- I'm feeling good. You know, right. I had a. F- I'm you, all right. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking over the last few days at the beginning of the podcast, we said that like the weather has been toaster TM. So imagine being a superhero and imagine having to wear a full blown costume underneath your regular clothes, underneath your civvies. Like imagine like like Peter, Peter's just sitting there in, in in the university lesson, just completely sweating beads. <laughs> Quincy's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Meanwhile, he's throwing up from the heat." He's like, "No, I'm, I'm fine, fine." <laughs> the hair's just literally drenched of sweat. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, Brad, that's a problem with his clothes is that he puts them on and uh, they're ripped. Well, so imagine imagine <laughs> that they've, they've had a whole building on them. He gets on his bike and he's like, well, at least uh, no one else has to do my laundry anymore so I can hide this. I just need to put my jacket on, get on the bike, go to the bugle and I can just kind of wait. I've just got to get through it. So he goes to the daily bugle. And of course, if you remember, last time his boss saw him, he was running away. Yeah. just just So he goes to the bugle. And Betty Brandt, the receptionist, Pete's former girlfriend, lets him in and says, you probably don't want to see Jameson right now. The first thing Jameson says is, uh, get the fuck out of my... Oh, get out of office! Get out! Get out, get out. <laughs> you can't even hear those just jowls slapping. <laughs> Only muffled by that, that inch of a moustache he's got. Well, Jameson, of course, has a trump card. When Pete ran away, he hired a staff photographer. Come on, do the photos of the vulture. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. We, I remember him. It was the it was the one with the anorak on the tripod, yeah. the really vintage camera. Well, Jameson says, "I've got the photos. Just get the get lost. You you finished. You're done." And then he says, "Ned leads. Go get them photos. Get them in here. Let's get them on. Let's show Parker what he's made of." Ned leads says, "Uh, wow, Mister Jameson, you were." Uh, you better brace yourself because uh, your, your photo, your, your shutter bug was uh, really scared when these uh, these photos were taking place. Because if you remember, Brad, the vulture was heading directly for the cameraman when he got onto the uh, the roof to take photos. So of course, the photos are just mess. They're just a mess, just just inches of wings, and that's about it. Well, Jameson realizes he cannot put these photos. He can't do anything with them. They can't be shopped. They can't be cut. They can't be edited in any way to make them usable. Um, so Ned Leeds and Betty Brandt approach and say, you know, shall, shall we find Peter Parker for you, sir? And he's just ashamed and he he's broken. I feel sorry for Pete because he doesn't even say anything. He just bows his head and just walks out the office. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah, he does a Charlie Brown walk, <laughs> his head down straight out. And he's still doing it when he gets to his bike, which he fucking sells because he's got no money. Oh, that's so rough. He literally walks straight to the dealership with his head down and says, "Yeah, um, it's. I know you're only paying me less than half of what it's worth, but I need the money." Rough as fuck. Oh, mate, there's more jobs out there, especially if you do have the motorcycle. If you thought Peter Barker's day was going to get any better, you'd be wrong. Oh, it never gets better, mate. As he walks directly out of that dealership, Mysterio appears. Um, doing the whole routine. I'm here, I'm Mysterio. <laughs> like you hear, you hear the, uh, you hear like the smoke. The room fills in, and then you just hear like the tippy tappy of, of Mysterio running. Like, oh, I'm Mysterio! <laughs> I definitely just appeared. I didn't run up. I definitely just appeared. Is <laughs> there like? <laughs> 
One, one, one second. One, oh, uh, oh. Damn, the stars. Those stars. I'm glad you cannot see inside my wall because it's just, there's vomit, sweat. I don't know how shit got up here, but there's shit in the wall as well. Oh, Christ. Well, Peter Parker is directly beside Mysterio, and he obviously does the whole, fuck, it's Mysterio. Oh, my God. And Mysterio says to him, Indeed. Stand aside. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Stand aside. I've got no time to waste on nobodies. Oh, Peter, you're a somebody, mate. The guy he's just put his hands on and pushed aside is fucking (laughs) Spider-Man. If only they know. Well, it's it's a bad situation because Mysterio marches through this crowd and the dealership guy comes out and he's like, oh, fuck, he's sticking me up. Mysterio, he's waving the money at him, going, oh, just take it. I don't want any trouble. Mysterio just like walks past, sort of slamming it out of the way. <laughs> like, got no time for money. Why is Mysterio just showing up at the dealership? <laughs> it's such a shit place to start your petty little crime. <laughs> Well, he's trying to kick off her fuss and all of the police show up and the press show up. And they, they come and interview the dealership guy. Mysterio is obviously stormed off somewhere, disappeared or vanished or whatever. The police are there. The crowd has gathered. The police are like, go to Peter Parker and they're like, where's the joke? Where's that fucking joker gone? And he says, ah, oh, I gotta go. I gotta get changed to Spider-Man. And he goes, wait a fucking second. I... Why? What? His exact words are, why am I being such an eager beaver? Okay. Maybe it's because Mysterio is dangerous and he's broke out of prison. And then he thinks to himself, if I get him, what do I, I'm going to get nothing out of it. So, uh, you know what? I will stay until someone gets hurt or he's about to get hurt and I will save him and I will stick it in. But I am just the fool guy and I'm getting nothing out of this. Yeah, but he... He promised a couple of issues ago that he, there's no way for him to, um, what's it called? There's no way for him to just stand out of this shit. There's no way for him to just leave it, leave it burn. Well, yeah, I guess it's a, it's an entire, entire, entire situation. So fuck, he's, 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 he's in deep, basically. But to be fair, I do appreciate this fuck it kind of attitude. He needs to adopt that more often. Mm hmm. Yes, I uh, I completely agree that Peter Parker needs to fucking stick up for himself once in a goddamn while. But Mysterio vanishes and Peter Parker goes on with his life, moaning to himself, saying, you know, I'm never going to forget this oath. If someone's in danger, I will go 110% to help out, but I cannot just be dealing with fucking Mysterio because I just constantly get it into the neck whenever I get involved with anything. He's walking over a vent on the sidewalk, a vent where Mysterio is hiding in. Oh, you wouldn't know how I got down here. Meanwhile, he's holding a spanner. He just wants someone to listen, and no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to justify it to himself while he's hiding in a fucking vent. <laughs> you know, I'm certain Spider-Man would have heard of my parents. I'm quite after them. <laughs> Mysterio, you've hardly got a five-star wanted level, mate. You've literally just come in, pushed a guy, and slapped money out of another guy's hand. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he sprints down the road and jumped in a vent everyone's seen him do it everyone's just watched him do it oh, like, oh, must, must have a hiding place I'm so nefarious <laughs> it's like when you get a five star wanted level on GTA and just hide on a, like a, 
petrol station roof. <laughs> a fucking paying spray. And you got you gone. Like you just could just hide in that bin. <laughs> and they're just searching for you, like probably like scanning. It's not, no, it's, not even, it's not even five star, mate. It's not even mate, it's not even one star. This isn't a crime. You can get away with it. You, you, everybody gets one in GTA. Oh, everybody. Everybody gets one. The steward is fuming. He hasn't got patience, so uh, he'll he'll have to expand his, on his activities. But Spider-Man, Peter Parker, his day is going to get that little bit better because he, as he's walking down the street, he bumps into Gwen Stacy. And Gwen Stacy, of course, has been looking around for Pete for ages. She thought he was dead and buried. She, he didn't know where, she didn't know where he'd run off to after the vulture. She finds him and jumps into his arms and she's crying. And she's like, oh my God, my dad explained everything. He weren't to blame for any of that stuff that happened in the past. You know, when you hit him, you, when you, you lay fucking fists on him, <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's fine. It's all good. And she's delighted. And Pete is delighted. And it, it just feels so right. And for once, Peter Parker has a proper, it's a proper girlfriend. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice moment, isn't it? They're both very happy. He's looking into her eyes. It's almost like being semi-dead was the best thing to happen to him. Yeah, she's just uh, extremely happy to see that he's alive. And uh, he's just happy to know that there's nothing to worry about anymore. So he, he holds hands. They go to the uh, the coffee bean, the uh, the coffee shop where they all hang out. The little, I don't I guess a diner slash disco slash coffee shop place. And uh, they're hanging out and they're ignoring everyone and just staring into each other's eyes. So it's it's serious. And for the first time, Brad, it's real. So real that they ignore the fact that George Stacy and Robbie Robertson of the Daily Bugle have walked in and they're speaking nothing but Spider-Man. <laughs> just there, just Sp- Spider-Man. Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, you know when the Sims speak? <laughs> yes, Sims, what is it called? Uh, Sim, Sim, Simlish. Simlish, that's the one. Really raw? It's It's Q-Bert, man. <laughs> but that, uh, the whole plan here with uh, Stacy and Robertson is they're on Spider-Man's side and they've come together and said, I f- I know you're interested in him. It's strictly professional, right? This is just proper. We're not ruining our jobs for this. Meanwhile, Stacey's like, I want to order food, but I also want a starter. But I don't want to have a starter if you're not having a starter. So what <laughs> starter are you having? Are we sticking to uh, soft drinks or are we going a little bit harder? <laughs> now, are we going to split the bill 50-50 or are we going to go Dutch? I will say it's good for my professional appearance to be seen with the only black man in this comic. <laughs> you know he's thinking it. Oh, he's yeah, running for yeah, 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 he's thinking it. It's almost weird that he doesn't say it. Yeah, but Robertson is a Spider-Man stan, as I've come to know what that term is, but he's a Spider-Man stan. So is George Stacy, and they're out to say, maybe that everyone is wrong about Spider-Man. He's misunderstood because the Vulture almost killed us. And Jonah wouldn't admit to the fact that Spider-Man's swung in to save us. And Judge Stacy says, yeah, well, he saved my life when we were being managed by the Kingpin. Well, he did slap me. He did lay hands up. But ignore it. Ignore that. That was Peter Parker, though. He's not spider I think he's Spider-Man. But, oh, did I say that? I was sitting over there. Do you know that guy? He's he's Spider-Man. Quite possibly. Yeah, I think so. But uh, no. <laughs> no, he's, uh, it is exactly the same height. I've spoke to both of them in person. In no in no way, shape, or form has it has been said that Spider Man puts on a voice like "I'm Batman." Like, <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's fucking him. It's fucking oh oh well. Well, they're here. 
to discuss Spider-Man in detail and they leave later in the night having agreed to kind of find a way to prove Spider-Man's innocence and stick up for him because they think he's misunderstood. So uh, they agree. We'll need to have more talks like this. Rabbit, uh, I wanted to draw your attention to this uh, this here Spider-Man fan club set up from a, a fine fella called Flash Thompson. Uh, you get yourself a little sticker and a little card. <laughs> And they post you out a newsletter every every other week, which is, which is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, Peter Parker gets the bus back because that's, of course, what he has to do now. He sold his bike. Oh, mate, that's, this is genuinely heartbreaking. I couldn't ever, ever, ever imagine being without my bike. I'll get ready for this because uh, he's hoping that Harry Osborne's home because uh, he wants to speak to Harry. And he says, oh, speak of the devil. I was, I was wondering where you are. And uh, have you heard of your dad yet? Harry Osborne's just shaking. <laughs> on the side of the street he's shook he's so <laughs> he's not there the lights are on but there is no one home well, Harry Osborne hasn't seen his dad in a, it's a long while now it must be about a week and if you live well you see your dad every day you don't live with him but if he's paying for your apartment as well right and he's gone missing A you ain't going to get daddy's money but B he's, he's fucking might be dead and he's a CEO of a weapons company, so there's that. Yeah, well, uh, Harry Osborne's not good. He feels like he won't ever see his dad again. So Pete suggests, why don't we go to Oscorp? Is is the other killer though? Like, let's not forget that Harry has already lost one parent. So, yes. like, that must be even harder. Yep. Well, he didn't think about going to the Oscorp factory, which is the first thing Pete suggests. I mean. Out of all the places that you... To be fair, Harry had a good shout to go to the Gentleman Club first because the CEO is never going to be on the fucking on the, on the chow line, is it? No. Well, they agreed to head to Oscorp. They roll up in Harry's car to hear some bad news from security that no, uh, Norman Osborne hasn't been seen in days. He hasn't been here. Is he, he's probably on vacation or something, whatever. Little do they know that between some blinds and, and shutters just above them, metres away, quite literally metres away, in the factory, in the Oscorp factory, is the shadowy figure of Norman Osborne, who is losing it, I'd venture to say. Oh, yeah, he's monologuing. He's losing it, and uh, he calls himself the Green Goblin. I do not give a shit. No one can see me getting because I'm the goddamn Green Goblin. I can glide over any fence or gate that my son is lily-livered, and he never suspect who I am. But fuck, he's a roommate as well. His roommate makes me angry, and he's in full Green Goblin costume. Yeah, that is that is one hell of a pan out, that is. That is stellar. And it's such a little panel. It's like, oh, fuck. If you could miss that. Oh, Isla. It's literally just two. You could miss that. Os- Osborne brooding, then followed by Green Goblin-ness. It's like, he is, his memory's coming back, basically. And sooner or later, he's going to remember that he's seen Peter Parker's face as Spider-Man. Oh, shit. So he remembers that he's a goblin, but he doesn't remember... That. So it's ticking, it's ticking oh, back, it's Brad. Ticking because he hates the sight of Peter Parker. That makes sense. Why so do, all he, is, 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 is asked, why does his face make my blood boil? Does so it's know more it? like, why does his face make me fucking sick? He's not a foreigner, so he can't be that. He definitely, he's got the Brexit hairline. <laughs> so <laughs> I assumed he was on my side. No, he's fucking angry. He's extremely angry. And that's because Peter Parker's Spider-Man. 
Peter Parker knows that Norman Osborn's seen him as Spider-Man and he can't even tell Harry anything. So he makes the easy getaway. He says, Harry, can you drop me out my Aunt May's? And Harry obliges. Peter <laughs> walks up to the door and he hears a scream from his aunt's house. Oh, shit. So, of course, he punches the door off its hinges. It's fucking one and done. Straight bang. <laughs> it's gone. What is Aunt May screaming about? She's screaming at the TV. Ah, oh, bitch. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> it's uh, Mysterio has basically hijacked all these channels. Oh, 4K looks so real. <laughs> Mysterio has basically hijacked these channels and he's just kicking off going, if you don't want your city to be fucked up. And he turns to this little miniature bridge and karate chops it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, what I'm hearing? Is it's got the production value of fucking fight milk from always? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm most foul for it. And Pete's standing there going, "Oh, this is clearly special effects." And the use of the word "special" is liberally applied there. <laughs> oh, this just effects. He's standing by, by this bridge, literally karate chops it. And goes, "Oh, that might happen." If Spider-Man doesn't come and fight me. <laughs> no, no, it has happened. Please, please don't go out and check the bridge because it hasn't actually happened yet. Just saying it could, but it's, it's, it's for illustrative purposes. This isn't Lego. This is not Lego. It's, uh, what is it? It's Meccano, Brad. Meccano. Oh, you've got to actually use tools to put Meccano together. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have some technical ability to put Meccano together. <laughs> well, Aunt May isn't happy and she passes out because it's, it's a lot, you know, these these older people are going to believe every fucking thing they see on the oh, TV. This, this bitch passes out at everything, man. She's gone. She's absolutely gone. And, uh, you know, Pete manages to kind of comfort her a bit, but she's she passes out and anime, the roommate, comes down and says, Oh fuck, what's gone on it? Okay, it's happened again. Comes down, looks after her, and Pete knows what he has to do, and that's he's gotta go out, get dressed, and kick Mysterio's ass to what, kick his teeth through his arsehole. This is this is would actually be good for Pete because he's got a lot of pent up shit going on. He needs to take it out on someone. Oh uh, yeah, it's an instant switch panel. One minute he's at Aunt May, so the next he's swinging through to Mysterio's hideout. And he knows where it is because Mysterio said on the TV broadcast, it's where we first had a battle. And that was his little fucking garage. This is just a shed. <laughs> so Spider-Man says, I'm not going to sneak up. Quite literally rips the door open, walks in. It's Mysterio. And Mysterio says, Oh, so soon. Okay, I'm ready. Drop smoke bombs. He's ready to fucking go to smoke bombs, kind of, as we know, they affect Spider-Man's Spider-Man senses. Yeah. Why is Spider-Man so quick to fucking do this, man? He realised that he got hyper-hypnotised last time and got completely fucked up. Spider-Man jumps in with the punch, and then he's like, okay, Ah, he's gone again. This is what he does. He stands up and says, just fucking show yourself because the smoke's going to disappear. He takes a hit on the head. He takes the one on the chin. He's like, fucking come on. I'll just wait it out because it don't matter. Come on. And Mysterio is just saying, like, you don't take me seriously. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man jumps on the roof. He's like, well, okay, this... Okay, well, I, I don't know what's going on here. And he's just looking at this amusement park. <laughs> I'm just There's imagining, like, like Spider-Man being on the roof and then Mysterio just sort of jumping and trying to reach him with his arms flailing. And he's like, get down here. I can't reach you up there, son. 
that's almost what he does. But Spider-Man goes on the roof. He sees this little amusement park. He goes, oh, some, some guys collect bottle tops. But uh, I guess your thing's toy amusement park. So, uh, so well done. All the wasps, fucking mysterious beeline in for this gun, right? This this laser thing. Which, which, gun. which definitely still looks like a laser. And Spider-Man says, oh, yeah, okay, clear trap. I am not falling for this one. Jumps in, ready to batter him. And Mysterio's laughing the entire time. Spider-Man gets him by the scruff of the neck. Then he hears the the laugh behind him, like, oh, I got you now. <laughs> he no, turns you know, around. You know it's a laugh like, no, 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 no. He's... He turns around. He's got the cape, mate. He turns the fuck around. Mysterio's aiming that gun at him. Because the cape was just a cape. Oh, the cape was just shit. A cape. Yeah, so he jumps off the roof, tackles him, grabs the cape, well, grabs Mysterio, starts hitting him. Then he hears a laugh behind him, and it's just a cape. He's like, oh, fuck. He turns around. Mysterio says, it's what I've been waiting for, and hits him with a laser beam, and it's a big fucking bang. Oh, mate, that's that's rough, that is. Spider-Man choked out. It's just hearing Mysterio chatting shit. He's like, well, think quick, Spider-Man. <laughs> Thank God, thank God it was a a laser beam and not like a fucking minigun. Spider-Man literally says, it feels like I'm dying. Ooh. And uh, he sees the light. He says it's like I'm dying and being born again at the same time. Christ. Jesus. <laughs> oh, can't imagine what kind of pain that must be. And he says the whole world is changing. There's smoke everywhere. The sun is there. Oh, my God. What is going on? He wakes up in an amusement park and there's silence everywhere. And he says, he screams. He fucking screams. He's like, no. Oh, he just starts wailing, man. And he looks up. He's in an amusement park. He looks up and there's Mysterio, giant Mysterio, big fists, just laughing at him. Oh, shit. Is he in the scarecrow level? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is a hell of an ending. That is one. Hell, that is a cliffhanger. So Spider-Man, six inches tall, is trapped in the little amusement park that Mysterio has in his garage. Mysterio is standing over him, ready to just fucking pound fists. Oh shit! So, so Mysterio's essentially got fucking pin particles on Spider-Man. Or is this illusion? Uh, there is always a catch. There is always a catch, but I don't... Uh, this must be terrifying. Christ. I just imagine, like... Like, Mysterio's ego is already massive as is. Now, imagine if how big that ego would be if he was only six inches tall. <laughs> it's just fucking... It's a disappointing situation to be caught in. But that being said, have you ever tried to kill a fly with one of them fly swap things? With, you know, the tennis rackets that are electric? Yeah. Right. Very hard to do. If Spider-Man plays his cards right, he might be all right. You gotta get on the merry-go-round, and uh, he's he, he can't put his fist through you because the the pins and that in the contraption will go through him. Yeah, of course. And not not only that, he's just like, "Come on, Spider-Man, get out of the first world." It took me ten days to build that. I don't have enough ten people. I don't have enough change now. I can't fund. I can't fund this. I can't fund this anymore. Do you know how expensive the laser was? It's not as expensive as the as the theme park itself, but it was still a cost that had to go on my credit card, and it, my credit score is already not very good. When Spider Man rips off like a little poster that says like Mysterio is great, he's like, oh, it took me ages to put that there, Matt. Can you put it back on? 
It's just, it's just more more mudge podge than it is carnival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Brad, that is the end of that one. Uh, it was a blast. Yes, I, I did very much enjoy that episode. I think any any issue involving Mysterio is always up for high hopes. So fun. Um, again, it's it's probably one of the ones we'll look back and say that is a really fucking top tier one. Um, so much happened, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it because uh, I definitely did. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, if you want to tell us about this issue or get in contact or say anything you want to us, we're at Spidey Podcast on Twitter and we'd love to hear from you. Your reviews have been very kind, so we'd love to see that. We you know, we got some constructive feedback on actually mentioning these goddamn artists because we just, well, Brad, we assumed it was John Romita, right? We did. And now we know that there's a whole team and we read them out right at the start, so we're doing our goddamn jobs now. So thank you for that. Yeah, all the reviews are good. So again, thank you. We really enjoy this and we'll, we'll carry on soon with issue 67, I believe of the amazing spider-man until uh, our friend savler pops up and tells us no uh it's actually the the annual <laughs> that you should be doing you have you have you are, you are off off grid he's he's uh he's definitely keeping us on track that's for sure yeah we need a good whipping so thank you i appreciate it and uh yeah we'll see you again soon with issue 67 of the amazing uh, spider-man that's brad i'm james and we can't wait i guess can't wait man we're gonna dive in <laughs>